Today on Lulz, Davis and Brian have a philosophical debate about the importance of midterm elections. And finally, Team Lulz delivers the goods. A can't-miss lineup for tonight's showdown slate crafted entirely by each player's physical resemblance to their astrological signs. Let's do it. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. We are back. Davis and I did a take cast. Was it last week? Brian and Davis do take casts regularly, but the three of us haven't gotten together to jam here in, in a little bit, I feel like, Davis. I mean, people loved, I, I want to say we did this like six months ago. People loved you as the referee between <sighs> Brian and I. People were, were very interested. I mean, I think people like when Brian and I talk a little bit, but we can both go a little bit too far off the beaten path. And you are, of course, the, the king of content. So you're, you're pretty good at playing um, at, at content referee between the two of us. Yeah, we might we might have some good refereeing uh, topics here today as we're going to talk a little uh, Elon Musk and Twitter. I think we didn't we talk Elon Musk last time you were on the show, too, because that was when the story first broke that he had made this offer that he had gotten the, the financial backing needed. But now he's, you know, he's in the office. He's doing the thing. Brian, you've been just fist pumping this Elon Musk takeover, right? You're ready to shell out your $8 a month, all oh, this good stuff. My first tweet, I already have a plan. I'm going to at Davis. Uh, you know, it's going to be great. Like, Davis, what do you think about my new uh, blue check mark, pal? We're blue check I mean, buddies. I, the, the, the blue check mark stuff all, all seems fine. I mean, I, I do think that uh, it, it is obviously insanely hypocritical for someone, though, to take over a platform on free speech where like, you know, the, the whole idea is that people are, are unable to communicate about political ideas and, and revolutionary ideas without getting censored. And then say, you know what, if, if you want to have these revolutionary ideas on twitter.com, you got to let, you know, a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation know where you live and know exactly who you are. Does well, not, it, uh, it's just it's a little blue check mark. You could still have an anonymous account for free. Is supposedly yeah. what he's saying. Who knows what yeah. it looks like. I mean, we'll see. And then, and then, I mean, the, the part that no one seems to be willing to talk about is that uh, Elon seems to have gotten some of his funding for this from Saudi Arabia, uh, which does not, does not seem particularly great to me either to have Saudi Arabia having a larger voice in what is supposed to be, you know, free peer-to-peer -peer, uh, communication. Like, I, I think we should be trimming state and Saudi influence in, in these platforms. So I Davis, I mean that, but uh, th there are plenty of investment deals where someone invests and they have no say. Like, like, like. Um, actually, I don't know if I could say. Yeah, which one. I know Pete has invested in some places, and I, Pete, do you have control over all the places you invest in? You know, what I, I, mean? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, um, yeah. Underdog doesn't let me uh, do make any meaningful decisions to their product. Well, the Saudi Arabians famously love to enter into financial deals where they have no say over the product. That's sort of it's sort of through history, you know, recent history. That's kind I mean, of what they're known for. It's almost for. like you know, investing as as everyone does, where they have no say and they're trying to make a little extra money. But no one, no, I mean, Twitter, like, famously, is one of the least profitable 
mega corporations in existence. That's it's kind of why this sale was even allowed. Is that these these geniuses that built this website have never figured out how to make any money off of it? See, I, I thought about this. The problem with arguing with the Elon with you about this is I go, well, then Elon is the plan is Elon's going to make money. It's going to make it because he, he famously has made. And a then lot you of go, money. okay, because <laughs> he know he sucks. He sucks at running companies. And so, no, no, like, no, no. I he, think he's great. He clearly realizes he can just pull the levers of the state and make money and no one will stop him. Let's, let's get to what people really want to know, Davis, if this goes through and you have to pay to have a check Mark, are you going to be waving goodbye to your check Mark? Or are you going to capitulate? Because you, you'd be the first to admit you like having the check Mark. It makes you feel 100%. warm and cozy. Yes. Um, I think that for the $8, yeah, I think I'd do it. I think $8, because I also, the other thing is like the $20 thing and still having it, I think would have made you a pariah. I think the only people who would have the $20 check mark would be like New York Times journalists and things like that. I think at $8, I think that it'll almost become ubiquitous. I think I think everyone will have the $8 check mark. That's, that's sort of my my thought. What about you, Brian? Would you pony up for this? I already said, yeah, I wasn't joking. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do okay. it. Um, just for the for the bit, it'd be funny. Which one of you guys is having uh, someone mowing their lawn outside your yard? My right my now? wife, my wife is vacuuming upstairs. <laughs> yeah, my wife's doing making doing the lawn. I'm like Davis, Jesus. She does uh, sometimes. I, I mean, barely hey. hear it, so doesn't bother me any. I don't know. Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. This would be fun too. Like if you could pay to have different things next to your, like what if you just had to pay and you got to pick which emoji you got as your verification symbol, that could be fun. I, I don't, I don't hate that. That seems, that seems kind of interesting. I, I mean. So let's talk about a, a prediction I have. Davis wouldn't bet me on, but kind of disagreed with you me. offered me 150 to one odds. No, well, I you said it's this. never going to happen. So I was just saying, okay, well give me unlimited odds. Okay. Fair um, enough. Um, I think that he's going Elon's going to like buy Rumble or some other platform that's Odyssey or something or just make his own and then and then turn you uh Twitter into you could also do video with your user base. Kind of like a YouTube competitor. Well, it existed, right? Per Periscope. Um, yeah, but something bigger than Periscope and maybe even bring Periscope back cuz he's I think he's definitely allow content creators to monetize and also like he says in his tweets that the eight dollars is part of that where twitter will actually pay you if you i'm assuming you have a lot of interactions on your tweets or something i don't know how it's going to happen but i'm saying he's also going to go an extra step and bring out a video competitor somehow well, some way the the video that i heard mentioned and kind of some of his stuff was more of reviving vine and trying to do the short form stuff to compete with the TikTok and youtube youtube shorts because you already have this mr beast has been going around and saying how TikTok's going to be dead in a year because they don't have any rev share options for creators everyone's going to go to youtube where come january they're going to start to do like a 55 45 rev split with shorts revenue is basically a direct way to be like hey come create over here. I wonder if Elon wants to get a piece of that because in the same way, if you scroll through the TikTok comments on that Mr. Beast comment, everyone's like, I'm not going to shorts. There's no app. It's not as easy to scroll, yada, yada. It's so easy on TikTok. Like we're all extremely on Twitter all the time, not having to leave to have that experience. Like if they had that folded in in the same way TikTok does, I could see that being pretty compelling for them.
I actually just learned this like the other day that if you if you click if you click on a video on Twitter and then you scroll up the way you would on TikTok or Instagram, it brings you to another video like scrolling the same sort of way. I I did not know that. That was like a complete surprise to me. Um, the I mean the thing is is like also are people in the United States ever going to start caring about the fact that the Chinese government is literally tracking everything you do on TikTok, <laughs> or does no one care? I mean, isn't it? I mean, are we getting tracked by the U.S. government and every other app that we use? Like, I think we're just I mean, just on mass data. Listen to listen to the Homeland Security's just on mass data. It's totally okay. They're not watching you have sex with your wives. Okay, You're, you guys are fine. You're paranoid. Yeah, yes, I mean, no, like, yes, it's, it's like, that's the reason that's the reason I've never downloaded TikTok is like the 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 degree to which they are tracking stuff inside your phone is is like even more extensive. But, than, but the, the, I mean, US but honestly, I, I, I clearly I'm clearly sure there's some shenanigans going on with the Patriot Act and there's some documented cases already. But the difference is China doesn't have a direct control over your freedom and your money and your taxes and, and Chase Bank's not going to listen to China yet right and um i think china's kind of a red herring like their economy is not as good as people think it is they have a huge population and problem like the because of their one child policy they're they're probably going to be bankrupt in like the next 10 15 years and they're gonna have some serious problems because they're they're growing so old they can't pay for all the social programs we have the same thing but we're not as old <clears throat> so that's I. Wait, did you just I, call is, for the the downfall of the is, Chinese Empire? Is that what I? This just is heard? like the. This not is an the empire. first time. This is the first I'm hearing of this take, Brian. Honestly. Yeah. No. We've talked about it a little before. Remember, I said like they're uh, like like sixty. I, I can't remember all the stats, but it's like sixty percent of their their agriculture is still done by like hand by like hand labor. Like they have, a, they have all sorts of problems in China. It's it's just a big bugaboo, you know, China. Fucking Trump and uh, I mean, well, the the Democrats are, are doing this now. You know, Fetterman's in these debates and he's saying, like, you know, China is the biggest problem facing you. This is why the Republicans are so good. They just, you know, they have the Democrats now chasing their boogeyman. It's so embarrassing, man. It is, it is, it is un, it is really unbelievable. But I I do want this on the record. I think there are ways Elon could make Twitter a better user experience and a more viable platform. My concern is is that he's so bad at executing some of these really good ideas he has like we're already hearing this stuff about the employees are, are having to sleep in the offices because they can't go home because elon has put these artificial deadlines in and it's like it's like the same thing as you know the the truck that can you know and then he tweets like oh the cyber truck can function as a boat for a short period and then the engineers are like uh, absolutely please do not try this it it absolutely cannot so that it just feels i don't know i hope he makes it better i'm i'm for the first time in my life, I'm rooting for Elon because I need Twitter for like my livelihood. Do you think he's good at running companies? I mean, I think that's subjective, right? Like he clearly, he clearly okay, is. Don't, don't, answer, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Do you think name one person who's good at running companies? Uh, Bill Gates, good, good at uh, good at running companies. Pretty, okay. pretty good. Steve Jeff Jobs. Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Uh. I mean, Steve Jobs is very good at marketing. I think a lot of people would say that Apple products are like actually pretty inferior for what they cost, though. Okay. Well, he is dead, so I don't know about that. Well, same same no. difference, though. Back then. 
Davis, I'm being dead serious. This vacuuming stuff is is almost too out uh, too much to handle right now. I barely hear it. Do you guys really hear it that much? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> the, the chat is is losing it. <laughs> Can't you mute it and go, hey, honey? Can you pause for a minute? It's these. It's I'm these, muted right now. Of, it's all. It's your Saint Bernard dog hair, man. It just it probably takes four hours to vacuum. <laughs> It does take like a good like forty five minutes She's to vacuum like, my house because the dog the dog crap I have to everywhere. cut the lawn after this, and I so I have to do it now. <laughs> well, she took she took the day off of work, so she's doing she's doing what she needs to do. <laughs> my God, uh, cleaning lady. Cleaning I think lady. the thing with Elon, right, is like there's the idealized version of like here's how he thinks. Twitter should work or what would actually make it better and a more enjoyable user experience. And then there's now like he sunk a significant amount of money into this and has to answer to shareholders and turn a profit. And that's what's going to be interesting to see play out, right? Like the push pull of that dynamic to see, can he make it profitable while also making it a better user experience for people? Wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like Pete to be able to just go, you know, go live on your show and you're, 30,000 whatever Twitter guys are just now they're on your your YouTube page, but it's Twitter YouTube. But like, there was yeah. nothing so much easier. It easier, but like Brian, when we started doing the show, we were doing it on Periscope and I pulled the plug on it because there was no like benefit. Like on YouTube, there's all of these other ancillary benefits. Not only are you getting piped into Google search and stuff, you can monetize, you can do all this other features. Like I guess if they committed to like expanding out the video platform. Yeah. So like, it would be like, like just think of like two tabs, you know, like the Twitter feed yeah. and then the video feed. It's just YouTube, Twitter. So you go and you're getting monetized. The, you have the analytics back background, all that shit, just like YouTube, um, you know, just buy whatever the best company is or if they had to copy their tech, I imagine it would take a while, but I mean, the me, thing is, is it's just a lot. It's just a lot to build. I mean, how long did it take YouTube to become That's why they buy it. Buy it then. I I just I have so little like it's it's not even it's not even an Elon thing. I just like this is a a really monumental undertaking for them to do and I, it it seems as if the the vibe I'm getting is that their this whole ownership group wants it to happen really quickly and it feels like it's not going to happen that quickly. And then you, then you wonder like, does Elon just get bored? Like, does this become his next, like, I'm going to, I'm going to fund the doge Debs and then completely give up on it because mm -hmm. it's, it, it's boring to him, you know, like. I, I love how Elon's thing right now, he's trying to like, like <laughs> this is, this is his way to convince people. He's like, you're just going to spend it on some shitty sugary coffee anyways. Why don't you just buy a Twitter check mark instead? Like what a weird angle to take. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is why, this is why Brian and his ilk like him is because he, he does do, he does do this very good job of framing everyone who disagrees with him as wrong and stupid, which is. Elon clearly, uh, you know, has has become very conversant in the language of the internet. Where this is what you need to do if you want to be a cool guy on the internet. Everyone who disagrees with you is stupid, and it doesn't matter if you're wrong, anyways, because caring about anything is stupid. Can I can I uh, comment on Chris G's comment there? I, I swear to God, when I saw the lib meme, uh, dude, the lib meme of the dude, not that yeah. one, but just like the general ones, I'm like, fuck, it is me. 
<laughs> Wait, which one is it? That looks it's like the it? shaved head, glasses, beard guy. You know, oh. it's just the classic lib mean guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. That does look. And my buddy too, uh, who is uh, uh, well, I'm a lib. Uh, he, he's a huge lib. He, I'm like, he looks exactly like the mean. We have the same glasses and stuff, you know. And I'm like, God, everyone in Chicago kind of. And then I start looking around when I'm walking in the city. I'm like, fuck, we all walk around. We all have the same look, same beard and glasses, shaved head. What do you guys think of this this take? Because this is a whole other. I I, I totally agree with this. So Pius Devil says uh, anonymity and social media truly has been poisonous to our collective social health. And I do agree with this to an extent, but Davis, you get you get trolls all the time. It's not even anonymity. It's just being on a keyboard. There's plenty of people that have their real name out there that will still say awful, sure. vile stuff. But you're you're a, you're anonymous relatively, and and I wanted yeah. to get Brian's take on this too. Um, so like, it's so funny. I I got I sent out this dipshit tweet about Chase Claypool during the trade deadline, and all these um, like real football people got a hold of it it went like semi-viral on like real football nice twitter yeah. and they were all like this guy doesn't know football he doesn't <laughs> you know like team record and bio guy and it, it it is it is really astonishing like people will just say anything on the internet and that related to me because elon said in his you know his his grand post or whatever you know freedom of speech is really important to me but qualified it like all like all good status boys would qualify it he he said um, you know, uh, uh, freedom of speech without consequences would be awful. So then that made me think like, he's, he's just the same fucking guy, you know, he is going to do the same thing, but he's just going to limit the people he wants to limit, you know? And at the end, all the people in power, Brian, they're all the same. It's hard to argue with that. most of that, like, like, I don't know where Elon's and he put together this committee with some pretty questionable, people in terms of liberty and free speech. So he, he might just, you know, let, let like Jordan Peterson back on and that's it, you know, or something, you know, just like some obvious, uh, who's the other obvious one? Um, the onion, but on the right, what the hell are they called? God, the, the, the Babylon B Babylon B guys, right? Like he'll let them back on, but then he won't let on whatever just like look at look at these quote tweets dude I these mean, are I did it's, the, how do it's you get it into this corner of the internet here so i i started responding to people and then i was like these people have so little overlap of understanding of the world the same as me it's not even worth it it's 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 legitimately <laughs> it was not even worth it to try and ge generate an understanding with these people <laughs> I actually like your use of alien wide receiver. It's like a good comp for what Claypool is, which is just like this freaky athletic guy that hasn't like put it all together. I don't know why people are like objecting to that characterization because it, it honestly encompasses the part where he doesn't play football in a normal way. Yes. Yes. That is, that is like all and, and everyone with a brain, not these Kobe people responding as if, as right. as if I care as if I, that's that. So I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people who found and look, some of these tweets. Who's Theo have, Ash? That's what I'm saying. It's this like it, it, it got it got all out there in like the real like uh, uh, the guy from the Ringer, Stephen Ruiz, responded to it, and I'm like, I'm just not talking to you people about this because you don't get it. What gets <laughs> these people excited is like you know a really big quarterback hit or whatever, or, or their team grinding out you know a 17-13 <laughs> win, like. They just they don't they don't understand the perspective of like 
it I just it was it, it just was not worth talking to these people. So I I responded to like four people and then just got like nothing but the worst results back. So I just deleted Ugh. all the tweets and it was just like I'm not like Roquan Smith. This is the crazy thing about this. I didn't think we were going to go down this alley. The Chicago Bears <laughs> with Roquan Smith. We have Brian here, the world's biggest Bears fan. He has a take on this. So he's he's supposedly the best linebacker, right? All pro for like four years in a row. The Chicago Bears this season in eight games had given up 1,200 rushing yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. And all of these people were trying to tell me how good Roquan Smith is. How, how does that make any sense? We also just had an entire summer of wide receivers getting massive deals, teams going out of their way to aggressively draft wide receivers in the second Christian, round. Christian Kirk could be a part owner of Twitter with the contract that the Jacksonville Jaguars gave him. <laughs> I I, I will say this uh, as, as the number one bears fan in the universe, I do think a second was a bit much for all, all sources, all sources said it was an overpay. All, all the, all the, the national beat writers said it, it, and every other team thought it was too much. And the Packers offered apparently the same pick. And then counterpoint uh, last time the bears tried to draft a wide receiver. It was Velas Jones. This has been so, so the, the subtext to this take obviously is the bears would have just made a shitty pick anyway. So you might as well get a guy who can at least be in the NFL, right? The, the bears, the bears pick another uh, octogenarian wide receiver with this pick and they just mess it up. Well, and it's like, it's, it all starts with compounding mistakes, right? Like they did nothing to get, Justin Fields weapons. And then they're like, Oh, Justin Field actually is showing a bit of a pulse. Let's now. Yeah. So it was like compounding mistakes down the road, but at least they did something. Uh, I don't mind it. They're just so, they're just so poorly run. It's, it's an, it's, it's annoying. And I don't even care anymore, but like, but, it's still, they, it's like, what are you doing? They might get bailed out. You don't like, have you been watching the games? They might get bailed out from all this horrible decision-making because Fields might've figured it out. Yeah, I've, I've, because, because they're on every like uh, island game somehow. The Bears are just so, yeah. still so popular. Bears and Broncos. The Bears <laughs> and the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I was like, when they made the Smith trade, it's like, oh my God, they're actually going to try and rebuild. It's a, a smart move. Finally done. And then the next day, like, no, no, no. We're trading that pick for, for Claypool. It's like, ugh. I mean, you, here's the, here's Montgomery. So here's the other thing about draft picks, though, is like you only have so many slots on your roster and so many guys you can pay. Part of the reason why I was totally fine with the Chiefs trading two picks for a guy who's played like six professional quarters in in Kadarius Tony, they they have four extra picks for next year's draft. They couldn't sign all those guys, so trading some of them away for yeah. a guy with some ceiling who they could cut if they need to. I was thinking at, the same thing with the Thunder. Not to change subjects here. Oh. I would love to talk about the Thunder with you, buddy. No, I know, but honestly, I don't want to talk about it, but it's just like, I'm like, okay, you have 800 picks, but like there's only five guys and like you only really need two really good guys. Like what are you going to do with all these? Well, they already already have their two really good guys. They already have the two guys who are going to be on their team the next time they win a championship in Shea and Chet. And Chet, the guy who hasn't played a – <laughs> a, uh, a, a ball, Joel, Joel, and B, Joel and B didn't play his rookie season either. Yeah, um, shit either. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> but they they already started doing this. They traded three first round picks to move up like five spots to get a guy who perfectly yeah. fits 
yeah, he's, program. Doing, he's doing it. I'm just saying, I was just saying though, when, once they had all these picks, it's like, because man, you, you can't just draft all these guys. You can't. Just well, it's like, them. this is the same thing. I'm in this dynasty league. Uh, uh, well, I'm in a lot of these dynasty leagues where I have these bad teams and I, I have like four first round picks this upcoming year. And like, I'm okay overpaying to get like a super premium asset at this point, because once you have a backload of assets, you can, you can overpay on the market just to get a guy who makes you marginally better on the field. That's kind of the luxury that acquiring the assets allows you. This is true in anything in life. In, in football, though, don't you guys think like football and basketball are completely opposite in that way? In football, you could t- you could take 20 picks. You could redo your whole route. The Bears could redo their whole sure, route sure. if they got like 20 picks in the next two years or 30 picks in the next two years. And it, and it might actually work. NBA, no. The 20 picks isn't going to do shit for you unless two or three of those picks are absolute fucking studs. Um, yeah, the the need the need for true high end one of the, the ten best Herschel Walker trades. Yes. You know, just exhibit. He's a policeman. Exhibit. Yeah, the, our, policeman the next trade. senator from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get the the NBA talk? Reminded me. Do you guys have any takes on overtime elite? Have you guys seen what they're doing with these? I I I love it. Yeah, I I think it's really cool. I think there's going to be a huge problem for their business model though when. The, the NBA, it's it's set for two seasons from now. They're eliminating the one-and-done rule. So you can just be 18 years old and Ooh. go straight to the NBA. So I think it makes a lot of sense right now. Like, I think Bronny might even do that instead of going to a college. Um, but pretty soon it's going to be obsolete. Yeah, Brian, are you familiar with the what's going on with Overtime Elite? No. It's like this new... Um, professional basketball league for 16 to 20 year olds, kind of another alternative to college or G league. And they've, they've courted some of these really interesting prospects. There's a couple of these twins who I think are projected to be really high picks. And then they've also just been dominating with kind of like their social media presence. They film um, all these highlights and they have like really elite guys coming through to play against these guys. And I, I feel like my TikTok feed, I get like overtime elite highlight footage, like all the time. Now they seem to just be doing, getting some buzz and momentum. Cool. I'm all for it, man. I was for decades. I wanted college players to get paid in, in, in any of these sports that they can make funny. It's ridiculous that they, they held them back. So yeah. Hey, more, and they get, you make it, players- make it. Players get minimum salary of 100K, a signing bonus, and they get shares in Overtime's larger business, which I think is a cool kind of model to bring people in. And they've also gotten some pretty big names like on their board of directors, Paul, Paul Gasol, Carmelo, Jay Williams. So they, it seems like they're building uh, in a pretty smart way uh, and attracting more and more of these younger players. I, I want to say that maybe they had a top five three pick last year or may i guess he was on the g league at night the the guy was on the g league at night where is uh where does victor Wembenyana? where where does he which, which league is he in what i thought was he in, is he in uh i thought he was in the d league or something no uh honestly i i have no idea uh i guess he i guess he's in he's in the french league right now so i so i'm yeah. wrong anyway metro 92 of the lnb Pro A, whatever the fuck have you have you seen <laughs> have you seen this Wembenyana kid? Have you seen oh, him, yeah. Brian? Mm-mm. Oh, you haven't seen this guy? No, I don't know. Dude, Davis, you want to you want to use an alien reference to a player? How about this? If, dude? if Chase if Chase Claypool is an alien, Victor Wembenyana is Thanos. I mean, it's it's <laughs> dude. He can 
he can Let's like Brian Harrison. Yeah, we need we need some highlights here. Like Victor Wembanyama can like dribble like Allen Iverson. He can shoot threes on the move like Kevin Durant. He's seven four. He's got like a ten foot wingspan. I mean, it's it's this. He this is this is like watch. It's I can't even I can't even verbalize how insane he is. Or the react. Well, that was this. We're uh, we got boring. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> super tall I like dude. That closeout block though. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the super tall dude in the black jersey. Let's see. Let me wow, he hit a tip in after a missed Don't. layup. Don't and a block yet, that Brian. was impressive guys never seen that before <laughs> i mean the other the other the other crazy thing about this year's draft class is that there is like a like a donovan mitchell level prospect guard in in uh scoot henderson too so it's like the, it's the all-time tanking year but all the tanking teams have started out the year winning games the jazz and the spurs and the thunder all have winning records like two weeks into the season what, what pick did mitchell go like 13 or something didn't he wasn't he late i'm i'm compare i'm saying like donovan mitchell like the guy he is As now, of now like, yeah. yes yeah i'm saying i'm saying like he he could be the guy that Donovan Mitchell is right now as like his his ceiling comp i got to say guys not impressed by this uh victor wembanyama who does impress you brian elon uh <laughs> 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 yeah. oh my goodness i mean he is uh, elon is really good at at twitter right now like cl- like clearly he is uh and which is just all elon wants i think elon just wants people to like him that is his deep his deepest desire and i don't i think that if he was born without that desire he would have not bought twitter well i mean if i mean everyone wants to feel like they belong and are liked and then if you're one of the richest men on the planet and have accomplished everything you want like isn't that if in your like what uh hierarchy of needs like that's the only thing he even has to attempt for in life is just to be liked he's got everything else situated well i would argue he's probably not self-actualized so he actually hasn't got to the top <laughs> of the mountain that's that's know, the, have you seen those memes bro that's the that's the, the I, I would actually argue he seems like a deeply insecure person, which like, I mean, Probably. that's no, yeah. that's no criticism. I mean, a lot of us are deeply insecure and there's nothing, something wrong with being what he that. preaches. Did you, did you, you see, he's got like, he's got like nine kids with nine different women or something like that. It's like, Hey, he's trying to stop that. He thinks there's going to be an underpopulation problem. And he's yeah, that's such a, that's it. such a, I, I wonder what he reads. Cause that is such like a, a dark right wing corner of the web thing. Like the, the, the lack of, uh, uh, honestly, like white people having children is like such a talking point. <laughs> that's not the, what he's on... saying. He's saying underpopulation as a whole, not just white people. That's, that, Jesus that's what that's what he's saying. But I wonder what he believes because no. that is that is you know for a fact that is a huge right wing talking point. Uh, well, I know, but that's not what he's saying. Sure. I like Nick's comment here. Elon turning into the Russell Wilson of, of he kind he kind of is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he should have. He should have done high knees in, into the Twitter instead of bringing the in the sink. Well, Elon is the typical, in a way, like keyboard warrior too, where he's like funny on Twitter and then you hear him actually talking and you're like, God, this guy's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's pretty clear. Oh, I think yeah, he said it. He has he has uh Asperger's, he has autism. So well, now I'm really riot defending yeah. his billionaire king. Interesting. I I had yeah, I had not heard it. that, but it's. I mean, yeah, you you can't see it. I in the end, I I I'm 
I for the first like I said earlier, I'm now actually rooting for him because I spend so much time on Twitter and I need Twitter professionally. I I would love for this to be successful. It would be amazing if he made it where like what if there was like instead of having to use Patreon and stuff, we could just put premium podcast stuff right on Twitter. People wouldn't have to sign up for a new account. They have a wallet right in Twitter and all like that would be amazing. What if you could chart like I, Davis, you probably get all the, I get so many fucking start sick questions now. Uh, I think mainly because of like serious XM stuff I get like what I, if I could just charge, like, all right, if you want to send me $5 to answer your start sick question, I'll reply to it. Like, what if you could turn some features on like that? I feel like yeah. that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a, like this thread is a pay thread or something. Like if you respond to it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's like a monetization thread, like where Twitter pays out of that $8 pool. Is anyone having, because I have seen, they have those super follow things, right? Has it, have you heard about anyone doing those or having any, any Denny, Denny has them turned on. Does he? Yeah. I don't know what, it, I don't know what it gets. I mean, here's the thing. I would do that. If, if like you super followed me and that just meant that I would answer whatever your start sit or your like dynasty football trade question is, I would do that for sure. I just haven't set it up. I mean, I could do that. Yeah. Right they got now. it. They got it. I always think about that that Henry Ford quote, Pete, that, that I like so much. If the people ask me, you know, if the customer, if I asked the customer what, what we should do, they would have said faster horses. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we're just these dummies, you know, who don't know how to code <laughs> and like, I want this and that. And like, somebody's got to figure it out. And like, I do have my hesitations with Elon, Elon obviously, but I, I just think it's fucking hilarious. So I, I, I love him right now. And he does seem like the type of guy who could at least bring in people who could kind of solve some of these, these issues and maybe produce something that we haven't thought of that's actually pretty fucking cool. Um, like YouTube, yeah. like YouTube, like my like kind of semi-joke about YouTube is like if you went in the 90s, Davis might be a little too young for this, but like if you went in the 90s, and you went to some company and go, here's what I want to do. I want to have a website where public access TV, but for everybody. I remember go like, get out of my TV. office. Public access yeah. TV is the biggest piece of shit of all time. But that's all YouTube is, is public access TV for everybody with easy access. People just making their own shows. There's no, there's very little difference. It's just on the internet. And yeah, so like, true. if somebody tried to sell that back then, it would, no one would have bought it. And so like, now it's like, no, of course YouTube was a great idea. But back then people were laughing. And so who, who knows what these guys are going to come up but with. But what is, I guess, I guess in the end, what I would say is like, what has Elon really innovated? I guess people say the rockets are a big innovation, but electric cars are not an innovation. But and like, not you even. Don't, you don't have to. I mean, obviously he could probably code, but you don't yeah. have to code to be a good leader of a company and know who should be in what place and how resources should be used. And, you know, all these complicated things that we have no idea what they're doing in an industry we know nothing about, right? Like these, these guys don't have to be in there with fucking a wrench building the goddamn rocket and shit, right? Like some people are just better at it building companies than others, just like everything else. There's LeBron James in companies too. It's not just in athletics or music. You're right. It's in, it, the Pareto principle applies to every sector. And so, like, hopefully he's one of those guys and we all benefit from it. 
I still think just also too, it's interesting how, how integral Twitter is into our lives. And when you look at like mainstream media consumption, like it's for like, most of my friends are not hanging out on Twitter. You know, yeah, they'll be same. on Instagram. Maybe some of them are on TikTok now, definitely YouTube, but like Twitter is definitely like, if you're a creator, if you are in sports news industries where like real-time information is valuable but i just don't think like so i don't know that many people outside of our like internet circle who are as criminally online as we are with twitter do you yeah, think their lives their lives must be better man <laughs> this is a good yeah. this is, that brings up a good question if if elon i know instagram's owned by facebook but let's say it wasn't if he bought instagram would there have been a uproar uproar no because instagram's not important no right no would he, if he would have bought Facebook, would there have been uproar? Maybe a little bit. Could uh, is Elon you know? less Elon Elon less evil than Zuckerberg? Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, my point is, I don't think that's why people are uh, in an uproar. Well, a lot of a lot of people are saying it's who oh. uses Twitter and what do they use it for? Politicians use it, newspaper use it. It's a place to get uh, easy s stories and it's easy to share them with your friends. Well, and a lot and of people don't just like don't. That. A lot of people just don't like Elon because they've been told not to like Elon. You know, that's that's definitely part well, of it. Well, I think you might want to look in the mirror on that one, pal. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like Elon because he like directly goes against a lot of the things that I believe in. Mm. Not because not because like making AOC. the world a better place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, freedom look, of speech. He, Elon Elon is all down. Elon is all down for making the world a better place as long as he's uh, finds a way to financially uh, benefit the, the, from it. The profit motive is the greatest motive we have for incentivizing <laughs> someone to, to behave in a way that is uh, that resources can be distributed, Davis. I don't know how you many should, times I got to fucking tell you, you should, that. Yeah, you should get hired as, as Sam Bankman-Fried's PR team. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be you'd fit right in. Pete, yeah. do, do you know that? Do you know that? Brian does has not kept up on on Sam Bankman Fried like trying to become the president of crypto like Twitter. I I I will uh, admit I don't know if I've been keeping up on this either. Mm. So fill me in. I mean this this dude is like basically going to Washington D.C. and being like I am going to be the singular human being who crafts all of the legislation as it pertains to cryptocurrency in the United States. He's meeting with all these bankers and all these uh, you know D.C. people and being like. This is what crypto is. This is what DeFi is. This is how we should regulate. And it's like, and it's, do people it's all, not like how he's positioning it? Well, he's just doing it to to make his bags pump. Like, they, like he's going to become like the lord, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 everything that really goes against what crypto actually exists for and stands for. Like he's just using he's just using his I mean, truly massive wealth that he has generated to to pump his own bags and influence. And he he's what FTX? What's the exchange he owns? Yeah, FTX. But isn't he a big philanthropist too? I have some philanthropists yes. here in Chicago. Yeah, he's, he's giving away a ton of money. Yes. Yeah. I, I it's like I remain ambivalent on on SBF, but I know that I I'm not informed enough to say one way or the other what he actually wants and and stuff like that. But I know that all the people who I think have in, relatively intelligent crypto opinions think that his growing influence is seems to be very problematic. Like he just got in this big back and forth with Eric Voorhees, who is like, you know, one of the all time. Yeah. Crypto, he's a, crypto he's a Liberty bro. Yeah. It was Bankman freed misguides regulators by directing them away from centralized finance. Yeah. Basically, 
basically he's like, yeah, Uniswap shouldn't exist because you don't know who these people are. What you should really like is FTX, mm -hmm. not US. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, not, it's, again, and I'm not saying, I'm not like, uh, you know, obviously Bankman Fried is probably a listener of Lowell's. Um, but, yeah. you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, but I, I would just say I would be wary of any singular person or political party or group of people having too much of an influence on crypto regulation, because that's totally not the point. Yeah. I don't know where that's ultimately headed. I mean, hopefully there's not much they can do like, well, they can they can make it so that these DeFi sites like that it's illegal to use them or illegal right. to harvest the that's tokens their, or, or whatever. That's their main lever they can pull is on the businesses. I, I think that in the end, the centralized exchanges have too much money and too much influence at this point, like Coinbase and FTX and Gemini and stuff. Like I don't I don't foresee there being blanket legislation about Bitcoin or Ethereum or or even like, you know, like the the cringiest people on earth, the Bitcoin people begging for Ethereum to be labeled as a, as a security. Like I don't, I don't foresee any of that stuff, but I could see decentralized finance as it exists now, like basically either having to start from the ground up or, or just being regulated away. You can guarantee that they'll act in their self-interest. Yes. Yes. So oh, yeah. however that benefits them the most and whoever's, whoever's got the best team, like, uh, and and I think that's the thing is Bankman Freed has the biggest team in the deepest pockets. Well, like the government relations team. If they have a good government relations team at like multiple states, um how that, about how about how about Gary Gensler tweeting about the white paper on Monday? <laughs> I didn't see that. I mean, the white you're talking about what the big white paper I'm assuming. Yeah, the 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 chairman of the of the SEC Gary Gensler tweeted about the the white the Monday was the I think fourteenth anniversary if if that if I remember correctly of the, the publication of the Bitcoin white paper and here, I, looked, I mean Pete you should you should pull that up go to go to SEC Gensler Twitter I mean it is it's it's it is like Bitcoin becoming something that a politician in the United States having to be conversant and fluent on is pretty pretty fascinating and certainly not something that someone could have predicted even four years ago um which is i mean that's it's it's really it's really something and and uh you know the the frisco joshes yes yeah the frisco joshes in the world are are really gonna have to reconsider their opinions on crypto i think relatively soon oh yeah what were you arguing with frisco about the other day i didn't even read. <laughs> i just saw you guys were arguing Oh, it was so funny. He posted this graph of, of the percentage of Bitcoin that has been held for like four plus years and longer, five plus years and longer. And basically it's just, it's a straight line up. Like people get their Bitcoin and they never sell it. And I was like, this is so absurdly bullish. I don't, I like, did you mean to post this? And that, you know, he just did his whole thing. Like, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But I, I, I was pretty surprised by that. But yeah, this is the tweet I was talking about. Happy 14th birthday to Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper. It has led to innovation and crypto asset investing. Let's make sure as crypto enters its 15th year, that investors get proper protection. Ugh, that's yeah. a horrible, horrible tweet. Well, that's a horrible happy birthday wish right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, as Satoshi would have wanted, you know, prevent, prevent. Right. People. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, how define proper, Gary. 
I guarantee yeah. I, I, a lot of us won't find it proper. Um, I mean, I would have, I would have loved if the SEC could have stopped me from, uh, from minting cuddly kangaroos or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> consumer, consumer protection. I take that it. back. We need an NFT bailout. Except you wouldn't be eligible because of your Tyler Hero sale. Davis would be for the rest of us. That that was only on the Flow blockchain. I would definitely be eligible for a bailout or refund on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, I I, I got to be a net loser on Ethereum NFTs. The uh, I I definitely am. But like that that that's also not to be a stickler here. But that's the whole point. Like the whole kind of liberty point is that you're still going to lose. They're not protecting you from shit. They're just charging money, benefiting their allies, you know, and picking winners against losers. You and then when the the next crypto kitty comes out or something that's worthless, like they're not going to stop it. Like you just waste your money in there, you won't get any more. It's just an Do illusion think, of protection. Did someone you, did someone say picking winners? Uh, <laughs> it might be it might be time to build a showdown. What were you going to say, Davis? Uh, well, Brian, do you think there should be a, a penalty? If someone rugs you, if, if an NFT or or uh, token rugs, or do you believe it's just that that's chalk it up to the game? No, yeah, any sort of fraud or anything like that would even in a you know pure liberty bro society would have some sort of con- contractual obligation that would have to be arbitrated. And in in our case, it would be the civil court system, most likely. And good luck using that. So, uh, but yeah, you can't just defraud people. Um, the, you know, one last point really quick before we do DFS is I always, when the market goes down and Powell, you know, they just raised it seven, 75 basis points again. And the, uh, stock market went down, obviously crypto's kind of decoupling a little bit. It went down a little bit, but not too bad. Don't, don't, don't get ahead of yourself, man. We are, I, we are, I, in, we are in for a, a long, long, dark and uncomfortable financial winter that's going to last years and years and years. So I um, agree. I agree. But this is always something I always look for is how decoupled are we from, because it's the thesis of the play, right? From the beginning. <laughs> how, how are they doing? Roars, roars, not floors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is good. Pete, let's do a Laden thinks for Laden thinks for Brian. What do we think Brian thinks the floor of the Lazy Lions NFT collection is on OpenSea. I think Brian thinks. Hang on, is... let Brian let Brian write his answer down first. Yeah. Uh, here I'll I'll just type it on my. No, no spoilers in the chat. Yeah, I'm not looking at anything. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. Where's Notepad? This is my go-to. All right. All right. I. I really have no idea. All right. I guessed. Okay. Brian thinks the floor is. 1.6 ethereum was it that what was that like the top for the lazy what would that be in dollars like oh i was doing eth we got to do denominated yeah we got it we got to do we got to denominate it i was gonna say brian thought it bottomed out and i was gonna say he guessed 0.069 eth what it what did what did you guess Pete wins, but I don't know what the conversion is. I said two dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's actually, it's better than I thought. That their floor is 0. 0.42 e. Wow, that's not actually that bad. Lazy lions holding up 
in a bear, six hundred and forty-seven dollars on the floor, dude. I might have to sweep this. Look at this. I, Fuck it. I almost Peter, Peter. I Peter. I almost bought an NFT like two nights ago. You told me that the soul one or whatever. I was getting. I was just getting the kind of degenerate itch, you know. But you man, I mean, price was, history. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is that is a funny thing you can do on OpenSea is you can see like bids made of like thirty-five ETH that were like declined, you know, and then a later sale for like. 0.7 ETH because someone was so down bad. Uh, hmm. Nerdy Tenor was wondering what he's looking at. You're looking at the intersection of art, culture, religion, and the frontier of everything <laughs> this great country stands for. <laughs> yeah. You better get comfortable with it because the pods are coming. Yeah. All right. Let's. Can uh... you believe Andy ate the bugs, Brian? Who? Who? Andy, our friend, Andy8052, of, oh. of, we, of We Do a Little in Club Top Shop games. He ate the fucking bugs, man. Mm -mm. No, I would have eaten the bugs like five years ago, but not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's stop eating bugs and build a showdown shipper here. Um, Davis, you're the guest of honor. Um, just know that you are in don't dupe me bro territory. I will plug this into my sheet to see how many dupes this projects for in a 117,000 person contest. You're, you're going to do that while we're on the show. Yes. I'm going to okay. fact check right. our lineup. Uh, in real time. I will, I will select AJ Brown and the captain. Okay. All right. Grown ass man. Just going right back to the well after his three TD game. I actually think, because I ran my stuff earlier, I actually think A.J. Brown is not going to be that, that popular in the captain because he's so close in price to Hurts. Okay. Oh, so are we going to go with a Philly stack then? I mean, because clearly if you do Houston, you're going to be, you're not going to have many dupes, if any. E e easy, easy is touting the Davis Mills in the captain for, for tonight's slate. Yeah, I mean... We, I, I thought we were going to get a little more creative here, but we're going to have to get creative. What if we go with a one five, one Eagles, five, uh, yeah. five tech? As, as, as a brilliant philosopher named Brian once told me, it's pretty easy to build a lineup that actually gets duped zero times. You just got to make a dog shit lineup. <laughs> it's so simple to get one dupe. That's not the point. Uh, then, I mean, then we got to go Pierce. And also, since he, uh, he didn't, wasn't that actually, he, he ended up being okay on Sunday, right? He was, uh, cause I had a he decent amount of him. He scored, he scored a touchdown, like as time expired. Yeah. He got 14. Yeah. Cause it, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brian, Brian doesn't even know about the Houston wide receiver situation. He's not, no, I know cooks brain. cooks is, uh, I, I read the tweets before cooks is, uh, holding out or something. So they're not going to play him. Ty Tyron Johnson is the is the play. He's he's our he's our our D duper tonight. Um. All right. It's my turn. I did. I was looking at the Sims versus projected ownership earlier, and uh, our boy. And by our boy, I don't know what that means, but Kaimi Fairbairn uh, was looking pretty good to me. Yeah, I, so I think I think hair. that's horrible. I I think that he's like the stone <laughs> worst play of the night because Davis, we're trying to solo ship 500k, right. not build a lineup yeah. that the chat likes. Okay? What 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 are how what percentage of the time does Kaimi Fairbairn end up optimal over one of the three Texans tight ends? I can, and he'll I can be literally tell you all 37 point or no, uh let's see here. Flex uh Kaimi Fairbairn has a sim optimal rate of 28% and his projected average ownership is 15%. Okay, and then add add up the the sum tight end or the sum optimal probability of the three Houston tight ends, I bet it's higher. Well, I think it's all of them all of them in the utility spot, right? Yeah, yeah. we can 
these don't have to be mutually exclusive. I mean, I'm we're still headed toward a Houston tight end here. I'm pretty sure. It is well, back think, to you, Davis. Though you just gotta you gotta yes and this decision by me and deal with it. No, I just think this is bad. But I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll take Hurts. I'll take Hurts. You, okay. but any lineup you make on tonight, right? Any lineup you make tonight that isn't awful is going to be duped a million times. It's going to. It's literally going to be like duped beyond belief. Yes, right. correct. Because because Houston's so bad and there's no one to cooks is like, out. Like I think even with uh, like, and I mean Brian, we talked about this like like a month ago maybe. The the bad plays never actually or the like the, the 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 sub kicker level plays who project as starters never get owned quite enough. Tyron Johnson is going to be ten percent when he should be fifteen, and and OJ Howard is going to be five percent when he should be nine percent, and so on and so forth. Okay, um, then let's take Ty Johnson then. I, I think I think that's I think it's like literally it's one of the easiest plays I've ever made to on my way to the poorhouse. I mean, if we if we if we go like you know way under uh, the salary cap, we could be all right here, I guess. This I mean, this lineup is is literally it's actually beautiful. If you if you replace Fairbairn with any Texans tight end, it's it's actually. You, you cannot put dogs. Tyron Johnson in here and be panning Kiami Fairbairn. I mean, he's going to touch the ball six more times than Tyron Johnson zero times. People people forget people forget that Tyron Johnson scored uh, three touchdowns with 20 yards per reception as a rookie in the NFL. People forget. What? Uh, I just want to see if, if we did do the chalk ad here, which would be Devonta Smith. I want to see how many dupes this is projecting for here. Actually, not too bad. I, I, uh, yeah, because we, we got Fairbairn in there. Fairbairn and Johnson is going to be a really low duplicated combo. It says this, this should be sub 10, sub 10 dupes. If we went even further down, it's going to be more, it's going to be more dupes with the Eagles defense because the Eagles defense is like the, the moth to the flame with, with the showdown bros. You know what the real moth to the flame is? Lulz building a lineup on stream that we're going to get an extra eight dupes. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened last week. I believe. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yes, you can make this exact same lineup, but put in a more dupey player. That sounds great. I think this lineup's going to be duped a decent amount. Yeah. It is three threes. Mm. All right. Three, let's, let's three, three, three is probably egregious on tonight's slate. Okay. What about Goddard? Does Goddard help us out a bit? No, that just takes it down. What about stage. another shitty Houston guy and just yeah, do right, a classic lineup that is garbage and no one will do? Philip Philip no Dorsett. We got we got Ty Johnson and Philip Dorsett. No Davis Mills. Oh, yeah. That's got that's got to be super. That 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 might be the that might be the shitty lineup theory of the zero duper. Uh, okay, this is sub five dupes if we go Dorsett here. <laughs> we have we have been on a roll. Uh, do we want to we want to give up that roll, Pete, for for a we bagel? have been on a roll. We've been cashing this light up most days. Like if we if we want to, you know, just give everyone something to feel good about, we play Devonta Smith. If we want to put the nuts on the table, we play <laughs> Philip Dorset. Oh, this lineup's so bad. It feels good. Feels good. It really does. I dare you. I literally dare you to dupe this. I dare you to waste fifteen dollars on this light up with us. <laughs> It's a bad um, team. You love to see it. Kicker hey. in there. No one wants to play a kicker. I'm, dude, I'm. What's what? What, right what are the? I mean, we have a run peer employee here 
on the program. What's uh, what are the what are the shippers over at Run Pier on tonight? Yeah, fuck if I know. That was a one day contract, Davis. One oh, show okay. contract. Did you get um, severance? The uh, 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 the kicker. It's how many people hand build, and a kicker ends up in there. Like, cause I think it's, it's got to like got to be like a Venn diagram. There's yeah. like 98 percent of kickers are from 150 maxers. I would bet. It, there's probably some. Well, and if they are, they're using Jake Elliott, right? They're they're just trying to jam in every Eagles player they can. No one is clicking fair, Barrett. I would a love to see that. Yeah. I guess you yeah. could probably do it with one entry people. Like just look at the Venn diagram of one entry people versus 150 maxers. I bet be kickers fun. are all coming from the 150 guys. That would actually be a very fun like ownership set. Yeah. To look at one. Yeah, maybe we we can probably ADO. do that. Yeah. You could filter on uh Fantasy Cruncher's lineup study. You could have a phone uh or the phone shitter ownership and the uh the opto bro <laughs> i would I, I i would pay for that if someone if someone did that and they were able to figure out the 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 phone shitter versus versus gpp bro like split hayden hayden was basically able to figure that out for best ball like he basically went and looked through it like who what did, what did the nerds draft and what did the what did like the derrick henry bros draft and and found like some right like, like this year you draft a six zero rb team and then you take josh jacobs who you hate and you're you're printing that's all you yeah. have to do it's but, but no one did it right the zero rb bros just took elijah moore again instead of josh jacobs it's hard to hand build and put in a kicker and be four thousand under the salary like <laughs> it's right. You have to be a real sick pervert. I always, I always, when I hand build a showdown lineup, I always leave like 600, but I can never ring myself to leave like 3000. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do kickers though. I always pick like a $200 guy. But you're not playing the 150s anymore, right? No, I won, I won 50, the the small, the small thing on DraftKings. Uh, You still got to go lower than, than 600 most night slates. Well, when I hand build, I do the, there's generally a good $15 single entry on DraftKings for for showdown and then I'll just I'll enter all the single entry stuff with that team. And normally what I do is captain the the wide receiver to play both the quarterbacks and then play a two hundred dollar guy who projects to get like six. Is this your way of saying Devonta Smith is the uh wide receiver one for the Eagles? Well I mean I think oh, I think yeah. those are the two best captain plays of the night. AJ Brown, Devonta sure. Smith. I love Devonta Smith. Yeah AJ Brown's ownership's gonna be off. Well, I do, we, I think can we switch? Can we switch Devonta Smith for AJ Brown in this lineup? Sure. What's the dupe difference on your thing? That's actually. Let me check. It might not even be that big of a difference. Um, uh, Davis, uh, give give us an outro here. Where I why I look this up. Everyone, thank you for listening to to Lowell's slash the Take Cast. A good a good time had by all. My wife vacuumed. Uh, some St. Bernard hair up uh, the floor upstairs, you know, making sure that the the house stays nice and tidy and uh, we will, uh, we'll be back soon. All right. Everyone make the global swap from AJ Brown to Devonta Smith. Get you to sub three dupes there. Uh, Well, well, not anymore. Not anymore.
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.